Hi, this is Pastor Frank at Frank's Bible Study. I just want to welcome you to this podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about God's promises. For those of you that don't read the Bible a lot, I want to encourage you to do that. But sometimes when we are looking for answers and we are dealing with life and the problems that life can bring, Sometimes we want to know more about the Bible in the times when we really need to know God. We really need to have something more solid in our lives, something that we can understand in the moment. And sometimes that's hard to find, especially when we don't read as much. But that doesn't mean the promises of God are null and void. It's just that we don't know about them. They're still valid. And so what I want to be able to do is try my best to be able to explain that God's promises are real and there are they are available, okay? So what I want you to do, and if you don't read your Bible that much, just give me a few minutes and turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Now, I want to give you uh, about a minute to be able to find the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. And it is um, chapter 11 is what we'll be reading from. Now, the reason why I want to be able to cover some of God's promises, it is very important that we know the way the Bible is written and the way we read the Bible is very important to understand when we're trying to in a nutshell, figure out what the promises of God are in our time and from the time from the Bible, and what exactly did and how our faith in God has survived all these centuries, all these uh, years um, of people uh, writing the Bible, copying the Bible, and then as it gets to us here in 2022, It is the same word, the same promises. And I just want to be able to go through just kind of a cover of some of these things. So in Hebrews chapter 11, the first verses, which is a very famous verse, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things that which were seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And I want to stop there. So what I want you to try to understand here, it is naming people of the Old Testament. And it's important that we understand that God's promises go back that far, only because the promises of God are everlasting and they don't fail. So what is the point of reading a narrative all the way back to Cain and Abel or back to the book of Genesis and in the the first uh, primary chapters 
of the book of Genesis. Why is that important? It's very important because the promises came through these things that we know and what are sinful and that God had to promise so that we can know him better. Now, um, I will go through a few scriptures so that you can understand just a little bit clearer. We first have to go through this, and it's important that we recognize these names. So I'm just going to skim through here just for the name. So we already talked about Abel and Cain. We talked about Enoch. And verse 7 talks about Noah. And verse 8 talks about Abraham. Verse 9 talks about Isaac and Jacob. In verse 11, it talks about, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and is where Isaac comes in, the promised child. Now, this is the important verse, or or a group of verses that I want to be able to focus on. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them. To do a quick recap on verse 13, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Now this um, verse 13 tells us a lot about the narrative Now, I want you to try to understand what a narrative is. A narrative is a story, and it has a consistent line of people, places, and things that are connected to each other. That's what a narrative is. So this is one story. And if you haven't entertained that idea that the Bible is one story, entertain it now because this is what these scriptures are saying now i know this is the new testament but i could show you where jesus himself told us that this is a narrative in luke chapter 24 we read the post-resurrection story or post-resurrection narrative and the two disciples were walking down the emmaus road and they were joined by a person. In verse 25, it reads, Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now in the same chapter, uh, in verse 44, it reads, Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. 
So as we read, Jesus himself is telling us that there is a narrative about himself that is throughout the Old Testament. And he specifically named where? The Law of Moses basically is the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. And then he talks about the prophets, and there's many prophetic books in the Old Testament. And then the last one he named were the Psalms. And all of this was concerning him. Now, when it comes to faith, and we had covered that in Hebrews about the ones who believed, it clearly says that they saw this from afar off. They may not have heard the promises per se, but they believed in the promises because they have seen them afar off and were assured of them. So this brings me back to the promises of God. God promised a son to Abraham and Sarah. God promised salvation to Noah. God promises people a savior king. God promises people a land. God promises his presence. God promises blessings. God promises with his written word. God promises rest or Sabbath in him. God promises his promises will never fail. God promised mercy. God promised the Holy Spirit. God's promises granted through faith. God's promises never change. God promises eternal life. Now in Matthew chapter 5, it is very uplifting to read because it Jesus is teaching uh, the Sermon on the Mount and is very uplifting, encouraging to be able to hear these words coming from our Savior. So let's read it. It says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now I've taken you through this really short Bible study, and I think what I presented is should be enough for you to understand that there is a narrative about promises, there's a narrative about faith. And this is something I think on our part, uh, having faith in the promises of God, and he gives us these things. They're open to us. Now, 
the children of Israel, as they were going through, even before that in Abraham, Abraham trusted God. He had faith in him to be able to do the things that he did after God had promised him a son in his old age, which was amazing. Now, the, what that set in motion was the whole lineage of Jesus Christ. And through Christ is where these promises are assured to us. Believing in Jesus Christ is what makes these promises available to all of us, such as salvation, God's presence, the blessings, His mercy and grace, the Holy Spirit, and eternal life. Now what we experience here on earth and what we experience socially what we are told and what we are taught will most times contradict what I just read. It contradicts faith. It contradicts God's promises. It contradicts his blessings. This is why God has given us scripture so that we can have a reference to what he means, what he promises, and all the things that are entailed in those promises, all the things that we look for answers for. And we ask the biggest question of all is why? Why do these things happen? Why does this happen? And then the promises are contained the answers. Because the promises are, they collectively, life's problems. Sometimes we look for answers in so many different places. And the Bible is the last place we look. The Bible is not like a answer book. When you ask it a question, it gives you the answer. It's more like the answers are found in the narrative. Reading the story, we're able to uncover the mysteries that have been hidden from all the people that we read in the book of Hebrew. But now we have been shown the mystery, and the mystery is Jesus Christ. It has been revealed. And so in Jesus Christ is the reason why people say to believe in him. And to believe in him is to believe in all of the promises that God has given to everybody that was before Jesus. And they still believed, even not seeing or witnessing the promise. We have the gospel, which is the written promise of what God had promised his people and mankind. And for those who want to love the Lord and who want to obey and serve him, and this is important for us to know. Now, this is the logical aspect of it. But then the spiritual aspect of it is just as valuable. I want to say at least that sometimes we want to feel what we read. And really, that's not a good way to get the answers because answers don't sometimes come with feelings. Feelings are something that we want to experience, but the word of God comes through faith, and faith doesn't sometimes have a feeling, but then there's scriptures in the Bible where it talks about our faith and the promises of God. In First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, it reads, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, 
even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will be no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So here it's telling us that we can gain comfort from the word of God because of the promises through Jesus Christ. Now what I want you to try to understand and to do your best is to know that our faith brings the promises because we believe. We believe that Jesus is who he says he is. We believe that God is the Father and Jesus is the Son and that we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit to understand this. And in that, we are comforted with these words and we are to comfort one another with these words. And so it's important that we understand that truth brings true feelings Sometimes we want to feel a feeling that sometimes when we read the Word of God, it doesn't give it to us, only because we want the words to say something else, maybe something more specific. But this is what we know in all the scriptures that I read and all the meanings of those scriptures. Now, there is so much to know about the Word of God, but I've given you just a very simplistic way to try to understand God's Word Hopefully that you can build upon this and research the Bible for yourself. Read it from the beginning like any other book. And you continue to read and then you're going to have a lot of questions. But that's okay. That's natural to have a lot of questions because we don't study the Bible as much as we should. Now, what I would like you to take away from this is that God has given promises if we believe, if we have faith. God has given us the promise of so many different things. And we don't have to really develop a concern when it comes to these promises because God will never fail us. Now, I know that the world gives us a lot of doubt. The things that people say, there are people that will tell us so many different things. And it really, by being told that so many times and being exposed to so many different types of knowledge and wisdom that we sometimes get convoluted in what we actually believe. And we don't take God's word as serious anymore. It's because we are really focused on this world and what happens in this world. And really, this world is temporary. And the things that happen in this world may bring us some kind of pain and suffering, but not to the extent that We could be, but God has delivered us in so many different ways not to experience those things, to be able to experience his love and his mercy. And if we have confidence and love and trust and faith in God, he will deliver on those promises. We all have a level of things that we go through in our lives. 
And these things are very common. There are so many things that people all over the world that are experiencing what we are experiencing. But that doesn't make it any easier for us. But what we can do is know that we have an advocate. We have a God that cares. We have a God that knows the number of hairs on our head. He counts the tears that we cry. And he brings us healing in so many different ways. Sometimes from the past, sometimes from the present. And he will definitely heal us of our future pains and damage that we will definitely and eventually occur. Incur. The Bible never tells us that we won't suffer. We will. Just like everybody else, God allows the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. In other words, there are things that God allows his people to go through and the things for people of the world to go through as well. But they have different outcomes because we have a different belief system. Trust in the Lord. Believe in his promises and know that he has you on his mind. This is Pastor Frank at Frank's Bible Study. Amen.